Welcome to the Inside Scoop, everything you need to know for your student to succeed in the Cobb County School District. I'm David Owen. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and let your friends know where they can find us. They might enjoy getting some of this information through the podcasts as well. Cobb Schools has six magnet programs offered at high schools throughout the county, and Kennesaw Mountains Academy for Math, Science, and Technology offers challenging courses to students who want to pursue a career oriented around any or all of these areas. Here to explain the unique program at Kennesaw Mountain is the program's coordinator, Dr. Kelly Ingle. Kelly, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Hello, and thank you for having me. Now, can you start us off by just giving us an overview of the Academy for Mathematics, Science, and Technology? Yes. The magnet program at Kennesaw Mountain High School, the Academy, as we lovingly refer to it, is an advanced academics program. So, yes, we do focus and are STEM certified for the science, technology, mathematics, and engineering, Mm -hmm. but truthfully offer advanced courses in all areas. So sometimes students will not be exactly sure what they're interested in, but if the school is a good fit for them, they can actually explore a lot of avenues. Um, The program itself is a four-year program like the other magnet programs, and students who are very interested in science, math, technology, have a, a great foundation walking in the door. So the students enter the program, they spend half of their school day working with magnet students right off the get-go. They are um, involved not just academically, but in a lot of real-world scenarios. Mm -hmm. We really push the students to think beyond the confines of the classroom, explore what's going on outside of that textbook, and challenge them in ways that they haven't been challenged before. So sometimes they're learning more than they ever thought possible. And... They are not required to right away identify that they want to focus on science, math, technology as a whole area, or even a particular, a chemistry or biology. One thing that's very nice and I enjoy about our program is the flexibility. So students can enter thinking they really want to focus on maths and second year decide they just fell in love with life sciences and they can explore um, a little different. And so we do want that flexibility throughout all four years of the program even because I know as most teenagers may think they know what they want to be when they grow up, there's frequent changes um, in their thought processes. So sure. by allowing them to explore and experience at all different levels through every year and even in the summers, um, they're able to off- also make changes based on those experiences and turn from being a, a real science area or a real math area on their progress throughout. So they don't have to choose a certain pathway, although there are pathways they can follow. Now, I I know that you guys have a similar program to, um, I believe it's Wheeler's Magnet Program. Yes. Uh, How how would parents view the two programs side by side? What's different about Kennesaw Mountain? Um, Fortunately, I was at Wheeler for six years, so I'm familiar with the program, Mm. and it's a very strong program. So some of the differences are just in the course offerings, I would say, off the get-go. Like Looking at the differences, we have an on-site observatory, so students who are interested in astronomy, as just an interest or a career, that's an offering. We also offer um, a unique class to our freshmen, triple play. We looked at the the importance of technology and writing, and many of our students who enter a science math program, English is not their first love, but we understood the importance of that. So their ninth grade literature class is combined with a technology class where they earn Microsoft Office certification. And along that, the, um, the teachers collaborate with the science teachers, the magnet bio and chem teachers. So the students are writing 
introductory short version literature reviews as a freshman and reading current biology and chemistry papers to explore the writing aspect as well. So they're seeing the cross collaboration between the teachers, but also having this year long experience that's integrating their English technology and their science courses. So that's something a little different for our, our program. And thus the, the term triple play. Yes, triple play. We that's, have, that's really cool. So that's the one. And then we offer another similar situation. Um, most students embark on it their junior year, some their senior if they're interested um, for those students who really like, we, we jokingly refer to it as the squishy sciences, the biological <laughs> sciences. Um, one of our teachers looked at our curriculum a few years ago and kind of rethought it and looked at how anatomy, honors anatomy, um, AP bio, and this advanced genetics research class had a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. So we put together the curriculum, or I really should say she did, and we proposed it to the county and they let us teach that as a three-class, one-year course so that's something that's a little different to our program. And you'll see some differences between Wheeler and Kennesaw Mountain. I like that. So Wheeler's going to have some courses that are a little different. We offer robotics as an after-school competitive team. They have robotics in their classes. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that you're going to easily be able to say, you know, this is the exact differences and you're going to see a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. But I really think it's a matter of looking at the curriculum each school offers and seeing what's the best fit for your student or you yourself, if you're the student listening to the podcast, mm -hmm. and um, and then just exploring from that, where's the best fit? And I also want to add, just because I commuted a long time ago, um, you've got to think of the commute. We want students to be able to stay after school, whether it's for sports or clubs or yeah. tutoring. So That's a, a reality people need to make sure they're aware of. Yes. So in addition to looking at the programs, really consider that because we want your kids on campus. Mm -hmm. We don't just want them working and going home. Right. And so if, if one school is feasibly much closer, I, you know, I always want to say, come on to Kennesaw Mountain, but I'm also a realistic adult. And that's something to think about getting your kids back and forth to the campuses. That uh, observatory that you guys have, yes. that, that is amazing. It was... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. It was donated by a former NASA employee, a retired NASA Yes. Um, actually, I was sitting in class the very first day of class in a physics class, and one of my students walked up and said, we just moved here. My father's got an observatory he would like to donate to the school. <laughs> so when I kind of gathered my thoughts and pulled that into what he actually said, I said, by all means, have him reach out to me. So it was a process of finding the space to store it, going through all of the the necessary, you know, electricity and changes to get everything hooked up. Uh -huh. But we were able to put it in the courtyard and we've hosted events and evening observatory experiences, but also with the astronomy classes. Uh -huh. And the students really get a different experience with that being right there on, on site. I remember a, a couple of years ago when the eclipse happened, that, yes. was, that was a big bonus because you were able to actually see up close what's going on. Yes, it was. And uh, was it uh, Burkle Alexander that helped get that established? Uh, more than helped. He's he's our organizer. He's, he's our on-site guru. I remember him going on our Cobb Tank competition to help uh, fund a lot of that. So I'm sorry, that's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but it's a, a really neat uh, facility for students who are interested in pursuing that sort of thing, right? It is. And uh, there's a short little video clip of some students running the the big telescope, if you look on our website. So what specific areas of study are available within uh, Kennesaw Mountain's Program. I mean, you've kind of alluded to this, but can you maybe give us a picture of uh, where we might see graduates end up, if that makes 
Yes, so. we have many students who right off the get-go are interested in some form of engineering. Right. And so they can focus on engineering pathways and take the necessary maths and sciences, the physics, to go along with that. Mm-hmm. And then we have students who enter our program with a medical interest, whether it's doctor, PA, or a nurse, and or even veterinarian. And they can explore our advanced biological courses, um, honors biochem, and on into that triple play that yeah. the science courses I was mentioning. And then we have students who are interested in chemistries and chemical engineering. And we have not only the, the magnet chemistry and the AP chemistry, but they can focus on into the advanced materials, chemical engineering course that they take after AP chem. And uh, we're fortunate enough to have a, a PhD graduate who really put that class together because that's her wheelhouse. Wow. So she just loves the course and they're always creative in there. But um, then the pure math um, some of our students come in, I, I lovingly refer to them as the mathletes because they're so impressive at such a young age. <laughs> and for many of our students, it, they would be kind of taken aback by this, but they jump right in and they're able to take AP calculus as a sophomore and then finish four semesters of Georgia Tech math before they graduate. Oh my goodness. So I, I feel the same way. I mean, I loved <laughs> math and went through calculus in college, but to think of what they're wrapping their head around at such a young age. So regardless of where they fall into that, But even on the other extreme, um, one interesting story is a young lady graduated a few years ago, valedictorian. She entered our program not thinking she was interested in science, math, technology, but really more government, social studies, Uh politics. But she was familiar with our program and said, I knew I needed a strong STEM background because that's kind of the buzzword. And she's telling me this is a sophomore, which just floored me (laughs) because to have that wherewithal. Yeah. So she actually graduated top of her class in a STEM program with Georgia Tech math under her belt, but heading off into Harvard to explore non-STEM futures. That is fascinating. And Harvard was glad to get her, yes. too, because you don't find that. That's Most definitely. pretty uncommon. All right, so let's uh, take a step back and look at it from a, uh, a parent standpoint of their child's uh, social development. How how do magnet students relate to the general ed students at Kennesaw Mountain? Um, magnet students come in, and it's nice because they're from all over the county. They mm-hmm. haven't all been in middle school together. So um, we have different opportunities in the spring of their eighth grade year and summer right before the school year begins to let them meet at the school and make some friends among their current age group, the rising ninth graders, as well as the upperclassmen. But also entering that first year, two of their classes are definitely going to be pure magnet each day. So 50% of their school day. The other half, really depending on where their interest lies, can be with courses are in classrooms that are primarily magnet or that are not many magnet students at all. And I really encourage the kids to jump in and make friends throughout the school because we all need to interact with everybody. And so we really encourage clubs and extracurriculars that involve non-magnet as well as magnet students so that the students interact with everybody on the school campus on a daily basis. It's really important to develop those skill sets. Oh, those soft skills. and And it's tough sometimes as a teenager because we don't always see that. But as an adult, we understand that. Yeah, and and lots of times students don't necessarily want to reveal that they're lacking in their <laughs> soft skills. Most definitely. Well, uh, do you have any anecdotes of uh, somebody you know has graduated and moved on to? You alluded earlier to a very good example, yes. but um, through the years, there's plenty, and I could drone on and on and on. But just to hit a few, um, there's one young man who comes back almost every year as he visits family in Kennesaw. He's a ER doctor in. Um, San, in San Francisco, excuse me. But he graduated, 
went to college, went to Emory and just like zoomed through his coursework, zoomed through med school. And the fact that he continually comes back, having been out, out of school, out of med school for probably five or six years now to give back to our current kids. And we see that frequently. But um, another young man I taught as a sophomore, he knew he was going to go to MIT and um, good, solid student, worked hard. It was on a school bus almost an hour across the county to get to us every day. Mm. And after junior year, he applied for acceptance into one of their summer programs, got in, spent four or five weeks at MIT. I can't remember the exact duration, came back, jumping around, overly excited the start of his senior year. That's where he was going to end up. Um, he ended up with a really difficult decision because he ended up not only getting extreme scholarship money that could be used at any school, but he was accepted at Stanford, Harvard, and MIT. So he came to me with this oh dilemma, the dilemma that Poor every student, exactly the dilemma that every student wanted. But after visiting all three schools, he actually ended up at Stanford. Really? Loved it. Is in his grad studies now there. And so, you know, sometimes going back to what I said before, we think we know what we want. Yeah. But then when you get on the campus and get the experiences, the perception isn't always the reality. Sure. And so he had that change. But, um, and then I had a phone call probably three or four weeks ago from a young man who just graduated from his undergrad and really wanted to reach back to the school to start an alumni foundation to set up scholarships for our students. Really? Wow. That's... Um, it's, it's just impressive how the students give back twice a year. We host, um, senior presentations and last fall we had over 50 alumni back to watch the current seniors present their research. And I think we had almost 40 in the spring. Wow. That's so we, really cool. Yes. The students go off to these great schools. They accomplish whether they are the, the next engineer. Um, we've got students working for Microsoft, working for Apple, and they come back to the school regularly just to communicate with the current magnet students. That's amazing. That, that kind of family atmosphere doesn't happen everywhere. No. Right. And I, I'll admit, I only went back to my high school a few times, and that was to see one teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk reunions, because that, that'll date me. Uh, okay, so how do parents know if their student would be a good candidate? I mean, that's uh, sometimes, you know, we, we think our kid is you know, all that, but sometimes really they aren't. Um, so how do you distinguish? I think it's really about asking and talking with your student. Um, they need to want to be challenged. They uh -huh. need to want to learn. Um, sometimes I want my students to learn, the parents want the students to learn, but if they're not willing to put in the time and effort because they don't have that interest, right. it can be very challenging for them. Um, and that perfectionist can be almost at a negative because if they, if they're so much the perfectionist, they can get stressed when they're in a, a class of really motivated young academic students. Uh -huh. So talking with your students about that ahead of time what their interests are, what do they want to do, and how much do they want to be in one of the academic strong programs, I think is extremely important. Um, it's, you know, definitely grades, looking at their, their test scores in seventh and eighth grade, even though we hate to see test scores, um, looking at their actual class grades, and how do they handle challenges? How do they embrace them? Do they like to kind of explore and learn more, or do they just mm -hmm. want to do what the teacher asks to get the grade? So I can be that straight A student by just doing what's asked of me, or I can be that straight A student who's always reading, always asking questions. And pushing. I think that's right. kind of the difference. A student who really wants to learn and, and is not afraid of kind of being challenged and maybe even having a few setbacks now and then that they have to kind of grind through. That's the, the really successful magnet student. 
culturally, do the other students tend to uh, bring them up to the next level? Yes, there really is a push. Um, there's al- always competition. I think to to say that there's not would be great, but even as adults, we compete back and forth. So there's definitely some healthy competition going on. But the the upperclassmen do. Um, just last week, a couple of underclassmen asked a few questions on our in-house posting in Edmodo group. Mm-hmm. And upperclassmen actually responded back with great details about how to study and how to handle stresses and just to kind of get through. And I just made an opportunity available to juniors. And when I put the post out there, a senior jumped right in and talked about how she experienced it last year and how she encourages them. So we really do see the upperclassmen come back. Well, that's fantastic. How can parents and students apply? Is this pretty much the same as the other uh, magnet program application process? Yes, with the exception of Pebblebrook, the other five programs are all on one application on the Cobb County website. Mm-hmm. And so the only difference is when they start to apply, they'll choose what schools and one essay is added per school. But the application is the same for all five programs. Okay. Is there anything else you want to want to add before we go? In addition to looking on the Cobb County website, you can also go through school setting and get to the high schools and then to the Kennesaw Mountain Magnet website. And I would encourage you to explore that KMHS Magnet to look at what some of our students are doing and what's going on in the school. And and please reach out to me with any questions. Okay. Well, fantastic. We've been listening to Dr. Kelly Engel, the coordinator of Kennesaw Mountain's Academy for Math, Science, and Technology. Thanks for all these insights, Kelly. They are very helpful for somebody who's considering Kennesaw Mountain as their magnet choice. You can learn more specifically about Kennesaw Mountain's magnet program by visiting the district's website, www.cobk12.org. Just select schools from the menu, then magnet on the left side, and you'll want to pay particular attention to the upcoming information sessions. I think they're coming up very, very soon. Application deadlines are posted there as well. The program also has information available to you that you can find on Kennesaw Mountain's webpage and their magnet page through Kennesaw Mountain's page. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.